Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I will be done. I'm a soldier led by Jehovah, and we taking over, we taking over, Jess. Your way, your way, your way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Perfect and well worth it and flawless. I ain't got him. Bless it up. Get my yes up. CG. Yo. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. See y'all coming in. Hey y'all. Hey y'all, hey. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. I thank you, I thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Hey, Harlem. Girl, I love you. Hey, Harlem. Yeah. Father, would you mold me into you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no, what to do. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thy will be done. Yeah, thank you, Lord. My God, thank you. The sun. Bonus. I'm a soldier led by Jehovah. We taking over. When the battle's won, heaven is my pay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Alexandria, Virginia. I love you. Good morning, Menifee, Arkansas. I love you. What's up, Little Rock? I love you. My God, I thank you. 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 I feel something this morning. 
Thank you, 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 thank you. My God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's picture perfect and well worth it and flawless. Mess it up. Pass it up. Bless it up. Yes is up. Fernand LMJ. Keith, yo. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Paula, I appreciate you too, woman of God. You just don't know. I appreciate your faithfulness. I appreciate the fact that you share the word with others that are not on Facebook. I I just got a deep appreciation this morning for so much. My God. Yeah, me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank God for Paula and thank God for Sandra and Nisi. I love you too, Angela. I love you too. I'm just so grateful for all of you. You just do not know. I'm just grateful. I love you. Um, I am so grateful to be here this morning. I'm just so grateful for just who God is. I'm just so thankful. I am just so honored. I'm just, just so much like, I'm just like, Lord, I thank you, Lord. I am just so grateful for you. I'm so just amazed about good morning, Lawton, Ohio, Oklahoma. I love you, Lawton, Oklahoma. Good morning, Orlando, Florida. I love you, Orlando, Florida. Big shout out to Little Rock, my hometown. Big shout out to Flint, Michigan. My dad is there and operates in ministry there. Big shout out to North Hollywood, California. My sisters live in North Hollywood, California. I got family pretty much everywhere. Good morning. Thank you, Chicago. We love you, Chicago. Thank you for tuning in, Chicago. I appreciate you. We are just so grateful for who you are and where you are. And if you did not recognize, this devotional gets absolutely everywhere throughout the world. And so we are so grateful. We are so grateful, Lord God. We are just so grateful, Father God, for who and what you are and who you are in our life. And I'm thankful for this devotional. And I'm just my heart is bubbling with thanksgiving this morning um in in light of tragedy in light of things that have been happening in the nation um it just makes me more grateful and more centered on the things of god good morning pine bluff we love you pine bluff arkansas we love you we love you we love you my church is in pine bluff so we are so grateful my god thank you for that i received that by faith so I'm just so, so grateful. And every time somebody drops a city or a state, it makes me even more grateful to who and what God is and what he's doing. I'm thankful for my sons um, who never, ever complain about their mother doing ministry. And I was fussing at them about getting out of the house on time. And I just, I'm like, man, I'm grateful for them. They never complain. They never say ministry is too much. As a matter of fact, they pray for you guys. They always encourage me to fulfill my purpose and so I'm so grateful for them like those two little guys they endure a lot in this house they have to give up the, a lot with their mom being in ministry full-time and they never ever complain as a matter of fact they are always like mama if you ride we ride and so I'm so so big and grateful for them 
What's up, North Little Rock? We love North Little Rock, Arkansas, just the other side, the north side. So you got to be from Little Rock to understand the north side. Oh, good morning, Port Arthur, Texas. We love you, Port Arthur, Texas, my God. We just thank you for Port Arthur, Texas. We lift up. What's up, Atlanta, GA? Y'all know how I feel about Atlanta. I'm coming to Atlanta. I don't know what portal and door God is opening, but I'm coming to Atlanta. I'm doing a conference in Atlanta, and I cannot wait to get to Atlanta. Good morning, Magnolia. Y'all didn't acknowledge yourselves, but what's up to Magnolia? We love you, Magnolia. We love you, and we're grateful. Hey, Arlington, Texas, we are so grateful. I just feel the love for being grateful. We're so grateful to you, Arlington, Texas. Come on, Jacksonville. What's up, Jacksonville? Jayville is in the house. Good morning, Jacksonville. We love you. 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 You just need to know you are well-loved at this ministry, and we are so grateful to connect. What's up, Brian? Come on. We cover, see, you just, my God, we cover in all city, states, nation, and world. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you, Brian Arkinson. Come on, Bloomington, Illinois. Come on, Ritman, Ohio. We love you, Bloomington, Illinois. We love you, Ritman, Ohio. We love you, New York. Like, I love you. I'm in a New York state of mind. I'm a Southern girl with some New York attitude. I love you, New York. Thank you for New York. We just so grateful this morning. Do me a favor. Go ahead and share the devotional. If you haven't shared the devotional, make this day today. You know what? I'm going to share this devotional. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put it right on my timeline. I'm going to pause it here because I want everyone connected to me to be spiritually wealthy, right? To be spiritually wealthy. I want them to grow spiritually. I don't want people around me lacking nothing. And whether I realize that or not, this morning is the morning that I have to recognize that I'm responsible for those that I'm connected to, right? Yeah, Kim, because it's kingdom, baby. Um, those that I'm connected to, I'm, I'm responsible responsible for them without a doubt. And so I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to share the devotional. They may watch it later, but I'm going to put it right there on their timeline. I'm going to tell them, don't log off. I need you to tap in and see this today because God is going to have absolutely something special for you. Let me go on to get all my little plugs in. I'm going to drop some things later about Bible study tomorrow night, ladies Bible study. You're not too late. We're going into chapter two. I don't care if you didn't um, read chapter one. I want you, come on El Paso. You know, I love you, Thea. I want you to be connected to this Bible study tomorrow night. Do not miss it. You have two options. You can connect either on campus or online and that eliminates all the excuses. Our online community is growing like crazy, like bananas in the online commun community. So you can connect that way. I love y'all Monticello. I love you too, Forest City. Like you can connect that way. And I want you to get connected because guess what? We're getting healed. God is healing our hearts. He's revealing things to us. It's hard. It's not necessary easy, but we are watching the power of God move in our lives. And guess what? We get to be healthy and whole spirit, soul, and body. And for those of you that are in the finance you class, guess what? It kicks off tonight. Your first assignment is being dropped and I cannot wait to see what God does with us over 10 weeks. And don't forget, I got something for my singles and it's not just for ladies. We're going to talk about being healthy. We're going to do 10 weeks until our best single life ever. And that's coming in a couple of weeks. For those of y'all that have been shipping me diapers and sanitary products and sowing seed into the ministry for that, I appreciate you. Remember, my, January and February, we're donating diapers, 
washing powder and putting that thing out there to make sure we're taking care of our homeless population. So I need your washing powder donations. I need you to do everything so that we can take care of the poor. And if you know anyone who is sick, you guys, please let us know so that we can contact and tap into them. We are a full service ministry. We are here to serve you and serve you at every capacity. This is just, just coffee and conversations is just a part of what we do. If you don't know how to connect to us, and this is your very first time connecting to us, we welcome you. Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com and get connected, get subscribed. We got a team of devotional writers that are just going to encourage you daily in the written word of God. God has just allowed us to get ministry out through all kinds of vehicles and all kinds of medias media outlets and i'm so grateful for that and we got some amazing things coming soon with that being said if you've never read the launch and the launch is the first book that god gave me to write if you've never read the launch i need you to do me a favor i need you to go get a copy of the launch you can order it online you can download it on kindle i want you to get a copy of the launch start the year out by reading the launch oh oh over right that start the year out about leave and i'm going to sew some copies of the launch if you have not read the launch uh nia nicole i'm going to send you a copy of the launch um i'm gonna i need you to email me email me your address and i'll mail you a copy of the launch i want to sew a copy of the launch i want to sew five copies of the launch into someone nia nicole is one of those so if you haven't read the launch and you really want to read the launch or you know somebody who really needs the launch if you will email us info at justbeinglmj.com i'm going to drop and sew five copies of the launch into your life but when you get it i want you to read it or i want you to pass it forward to someone else because that's written seed in the ground that's part of legacy and inheritance for kingdom so if you haven't read it and you want to read it or you know somebody that needs it and you don't want to give your book up email us info at justbeinglmj.com i'm going to give neil nicole one and then four other copies and um, i'm just grateful for that i'm just grateful for god today you ready to get in the word today you ready to get in the word today I'm so ready for this word today. Now, I want to tell you this is a, a sobering word, but when you when we get into it, you're going to understand what God is doing for us and what he is saying. Let me get a drink of coffee. You're going to understand what he's doing and what he's saying for us in this season. Remember, Friday when we ended, we were talking about the image of God. We were talking about the image of God. And God was painting a picture for us of what it looks like to be in his image. And we were in Ephesians 5, right? Remember this? So we were in Ephesians 5 and we read the very, 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 very first part, which was about the image of God. Now we're going to skip back to Ephesians 2 and I need to reveal to you and show you what God has show, showed me this morning so that we can check ourselves, right? There's a, Carol, the uh, book is available um, on Amazon, but if you want me to send you a copy, like you don't want to go through all the work, um, just send us an email and you can cash up us and we'll ship you a copy directly. Um, it's that easy for us. Um, so just email us. Um, and so let me pray. Let's get in the word today. Let's hang on to this piece of the word, right? Let's get this word today. Let's do a spiritual checkup. This is not for us to check up everybody else. And I think God is going to do something powerful for us. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Father God, for your deep um, design of us, Lord God, that we are not surface beings, Lord God, that you didn't create us to just be surface. You created us with a depth. And the reason that we're created with a depth is because we are made in your very image. We are spirit, 
Lord God, and we are soul and we are body, but we thank you for the spiritual man, for who you designed us to be in our spiritual DNA. So open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, I thank you that the root word is pruning us, that it is burning up the chaff, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I cancel every assignment of the enemy out of our ears today, Lord God. Lord God, we hang on to your word to be spiritual truth. I thank you, Lord God, that you are pulling us out of duck darkness into your marvelous light, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us a heart of flesh. My God, pour your spirit out on your people today. Holy Spirit be with us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Let miracle signs and wonders follow my God, your people today, Lord God. I thank you that brightness is coming today, that today the scales are falling off our eyes, that we have ears to hear you, Lord God that we will rightly divide your word and that we begin to trust you, Father God, like never, ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I remind you something? I need to remind you of something. There is nothing too hard for God. I need to remind you of that this morning. There is nothing too hard for God. Like there's absolutely nothing that's too hard for God. There's no circumstance. There's no situation that is too hard, hard for God. If you go over to Isaiah, Isaiah 53 and five, I was reading that this morning and I was just meditating on it. It says back up to the fourth. It said, it, yet it was our weakness. He carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But that wasn't the truth. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Everything that we need is in Jesus. I'm just telling you, everything that we need is in Jesus, everything that we need. And so I need you to know there's no situation, no circumstance that's not too big for God. You got to make sure you get your hands out of it and you got to make sure you resolve that everything that took place and everything that we need is in the resurrection. Send the resurrection like it's in the resurrection is in the resurrection. So we thank you, Lord, that nothing is too hard for you. No circumstance, no situation. We will yield to the Holy Spirit. We will cast all our cares and we will make a decision. Guess what? I'm not going to do things in my own strength. I'm only going to do things according to your purpose. Right? So five, 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 chapter five, Ephesians five. We talked about Friday. If you didn't see Friday, go back and watch Friday. Go back and watch the last two and a half weeks. Um, so chapter five, if we go back to chapter five and we look at chapter five, it was reminding us that we were made in God's image, right? That God created us to be made in his image. And so today, um, we're going to skip back over to chapter two. Remember we started in Ephesians and this chapter begins and talks about the reconciliation of God, how we're reconciled to God. Uh, and if you don't know what reconciliation is, um, the restoration. When, when we talk about we're reconciled with God, we're restored of friendly relations. We're being reunited. We're being brought back together, right? Reconcilement. We were in, estranged. We were alienated because of sin. We were incompatible, right? We were incompatible with the spirit of God. And because we were incompatible with the spirit of God, Jesus Christ was the rec reconciliation. He brought us back. His shed blood was the payment. 
See, that's a, a, a punch to the devil. His shed blood was the payment for all of the silly things that we've done and all the silly things that we would do. When, 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 when Jesus died, when they pierced him in his side and the blood spilled out, it was evidence that it was finished. And when he got, we know he was getting back up when he got back up. So that was the down payment. Like it was the one, two, three punch. It was the count out. It was knocked out. Right. So that means everything was knocked out. And so there's a need from for reconciliation. You have to be reconciled. You have to take the cross more than just, I'm going to heaven. We got to understand the power at this cross. I told you last week, we don't serve no weak Jesus. Don't play my Jesus weak. Don't act like my Jesus is weak. Don't act like what he did was weak and just about heaven. He reconciled us. And when, when he reconciled us, what he was doing is he was taking us back from the dead, right? He was taking us back from our sin. And so I'm going to read to you Ephesians 2, and we're going to get into this just the first verse today is just the first verse and after we read the first verse i'm going to talk to you about being spiritually dead <laughs> i'm going to talk to you about being spiritually dead i need you to hold on i need you to buckle your seat i need you to, i don't need you to get offended let the Holy Spirit minister to this. I don't need you to get upset. I don't need you to get offline. I don't need you to throw your phone. I don't want you cussing me out in your head. I don't want you mad. But I need to talk to you today about being spiritually dead. And I'm going to be honest with you. You can be spiritually dead in some places and alive in others. My God, my God, my God, you can be spiritually dead in some places and you can be in a lot alive in others. So today I need to talk to you about spiritual death so that you understand what's what it looks like to be spiritually dead so that you can begin to let the Holy Spirit identify anything in you that looks like it's dying. Come on, Holy Spirit, so that you can die, identify anything in you that looks like it's dying or anything attached to you that looks like it's decaying. Right. My doctor is on the line. And she will tell you when tissues and cells begin to die. When tissues and cells begin to die, it creates a decay. It creates a stench. It creates um, an unhealthy place, right? And so I need to talk to you about spiritually dead places so that we can allow the Holy Spirit to search our heart and waken us up so that we don't have anything dead attached to us. And so at Ephesians 2 verse 1 says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. And let's deal with the first part is, And you he made alive. The word he made alive is in italics. And since it's in italics, what it indicates or applies in the context is, is an implication. Paul may have not wrote it away, but Paul wrote to the believers who were made alive. You are made alive for God's work, right? God has made you alive for his work, for his call, for his purpose. That is what he's done. And remember when we back it up, go back to Ephesians 1. If we back it up to the very end of Ephesians 1, he's talking about how we are made live in Christ's power, right? He says to us with the resurrection and power of Jesus Christ, right? with the resurrection and power of Jesus Christ, I'm bringing you back to life. I'm getting ready to do a resuscitation. Jesus, I'm getting ready to do a resuscitation, baby. I'm getting ready to perform an art. I'm getting ready to perform something on your heart. I'm getting ready to perform something on your mind. I'm about to do a resuscitation, right? I took a CPR class. I'm getting ready to blow some breaths. 
right? And I'm getting ready to pump on your chest. I'm getting ready to open you up. I'm getting ready to bring you out of darkness into your marvelous light. That's what, what happened for us with reconciliation. I'm getting ready to tilt your airways, your passages back. See, if you taking a CPR class, you'll know what I'm saying. I'm getting ready to tilt your air passages back to make sure that there is nothing obstructing. There is nothing in the way so that when I blow this breath into your body, when I blow this breath into your body, when the very breath of God enters your body through the blood of Jesus Christ, right? Because you were already born of God the first time, but when your second birth comes, when you become born again, when he opens up your passageways this time and he links his mouth, which is his word, right? With your mouth, he's going to bring a breath into your body that's going to quicken you and bring you alive again. So when he says here, and you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses of sin, he made you alive. He breathed life back in you through Jesus Christ. He bring life back in you through Jesus Christ. He made you alive again through Jesus Christ. And Paul considers this. He's looking at the implications of Jesus resurrection power for our life. So the second part of this says who were dead in trespasses and sins. And I think Paul begins this chapter with, I don't want you to forget where you came from. I, I don't want sin to lord over you, but I need you to remind you of what really happened at the cross. I need you to know that without a doubt, it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. His troubles had nothing to do with him. He didn't have any troubles. He didn't have any sins, my God. But he breathed the breath of life into us. He breathed the breath of life into us. So he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so he we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed. He was treated harshly. Yet there he never said a word. So there was a spiritual resuscitation that occurred. There's a mouth to mouth resuscitation that occurred. Come on, baby. There was something breathed into you that would open up your airways, whatever it was that he cleared your mouth. He made sure there was nothing obstructing. I love God. I love the Holy Spirit. And he blew a breath. See, if you've ever performed CPR, if you ever performed a CPR class, you know that that first breath is important. You know that that first breath is important. You know that the first breath born, blown into the airways could, could perhaps change everything. Just with the first breath, you may not even need to do a chest compression. You just may need a breath. You may not even need to do a chest compression. You may need a breath. And so he said to them, he said, who were dead in, dead in trespasses and sin, though Christians are now alive, they must this is what Paul was saying. I don't need you to ever forget where they came from, right? I don't need you to, I need you to remind you that you were dead in your trespasses, right? You were spiritually dead. You were gone. You were out of here. You were living life according to your own pattern, right? Come on now. You were living God, Lord. You were living life according to your own ways. And sometimes we can be spiritually dead, but because we are not physically dead or because we are not socially dead or because we are not psychologically dead, then we don't think we're dead. 
then we don't think we dead because our finances may be working because we look popular because we look present because it looks like things are happening for us we may not even realize that we are spirit spiritually dead we may not even realize we need the necessity that we need cpr that we need an emergency that our we may not even realize it so to be spiritually dead doesn't mean that it don't mean you physically dead it don't mean you socially dead it don't mean you psychologically dead but it's still a real death it's still a real death and this is what Paul this is what Paul was reminding of us he was like baby you was in some dead places you are in some dead places you were in some dead places this is a real dead death right it's a dead death it's a dried up death it's an overwhelming death it's a consuming death it's a dark death it's a death that will disconnect you it's a death that doesn't leave you with any understanding it's a death that disconnects you from God it's a death that disconnects you from the Holy Spirit it's a death that confuses your mind it's a death that that comes for your purpose it's a death that looks like none other and it touches a place in you that can only be revived by God. Like it can only be revived by God. That's why the death of Jesus was so important. That's why it's so important for you to understand that it's bigger than just, oh my gosh, he went to the cross for heaven. No, he went to the cross. He got up with all power in his hand so that he could breathe life back into my body. So that he could revive me, so he could resuscitate me, so that I could begin to walk in the fullness of my purpose. So I need to give you some signs that you may be spiritually dying. I just need to give you some things. I need you to see this. I need you to hear this. I need you to have this so that you can check yourself, so that you won't lose momentum, so that you won't lose strength, so you won't lose power. I need you to see this, right? I need you. I need you to understand that these are the things that look like when I'm spiritually dying. These are the things that are happening when it looks like I'm spiritually dying. These are the things. Can I tell you something? Because sometimes when you're dying, you don't, it's not that you want to, it's not that you're trying to, but the enemy is trying to, to snuff you out. Like the enemy, the enemy is trying to snuff you out. The enemy is trying to, the enemy is trying to hold, he's trying to suffocate you, right? I don't know if you've ever felt suffocated or perhaps you've been in a pool and you felt like you were drowning. For some of you, he's been trying to suffocate you. He got a pillow over your face and he's trying to suffer you, suffocate you out. One thing after the other, one tragedy and something else, he's trying to suffer you out. He's trying to cut your breath off. He's trying to make you confused to think that the very breath of God doesn't exist in you. He's trying to make you confused that the very breath of God does not exist in you. So let me give you some signs to being dying. Dead. One, you're blind. <laughs> you're blind. You're blind. You cannot see. You cannot see God's view of things. Come on, Holy Spirit. You cannot see God's perspective. You do not see things the way that God sees things. You're always in despair. You're overwhelmed. You're consumed. You have no spiritual sight. That's first thing that you may be spiritual dead. Second Corinthians four, three and four says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. If you believe, then the gospel of Jesus Christ shines on you. So that's one thing, you're blind. The next thing is you're a slave to sin. You can't seem to shake it. 
You, you can't seem to shake it. You can't seem to get past it. You can't seem to get over it. It just keeps overwhelming you, right? Romans 6, 17 says, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart, that form of doctrine to which you were delivered, right? And so when we are spiritually dead, we're a slave to sin because we don't understand our righteousness or our resuscitation that occurred in Christ Jesus. When you know, 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 when you know spiritually when you really understand when you are not sin conscious when you understand that you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior then the struggle with sin was over right when you renew your mind to understand this then you will no longer become a slave to sin it's going to be very difficult for sin to convince you that this is the way you live because you will become so in love with Jesus and the way that you do this is by the renewing of your mind the way you do this is by the renewing of your mind the only way you're going to fall in love with what and how God and the breadth and the depth of God is that you renew your mind in the word right the next thing is you're a lover of darkness John 3 19 and 20 says and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light that lest his deeds should be exposed can I tell you another sign of this is that you'll be addicted to depression or you'll be addicted to sorrow or you'll be addicted to sadness, right? You like dark things and dark places, right? You're addicted. You're a lover of the darkness. You want to watch things are dark. You want to be attached to things are dark and God is all light. Like God is all light. The next thing is you sick, you, you sick, you spiritually, you spiritually sick, you sick, you're not just physically sick, but you spiritually sick. And you don't even recognize that the great physician has the power to heal you. See, sometimes we, when we've been spiritually sick for a long time, we get to used to operating kind of like for those of us who don't understand that God has the capacity to heal you. When our body is used to being sick, we'll accept it and operate it as, as norm, not understanding that Jesus can heal. Mark 2 17 says, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, right? That's why I say all the time, you got to have a constant. That's why the Holy Spirit is always saying us, you have a constant repentant spirit. You got to have a constant to understand. I always need Jesus. If you ever get to the point that you are so righteous that you don't understand that you always need Jesus, there's a problem. You always need Jesus. You always need Jesus. Last thing you lost, like you're lost. You're, you're lost. And you're just lost. You lost in life. You don't think you got no purpose. You disconnected from life. You don't understand your purpose. You don't understand the basics of your purpose. You don't understand you were sent here to disciple. You don't understand you were redeemed. You don't know you're chosen. You don't know you're adopted. You're completely lost. You completely lost. You don't even understand that the Lord is looking for you. Right. You don't even get that. You're that lost. You don't understand that God will come running for you. Right. That he will come looking for you, that he will be in hot, mad search for you. He will pursue you with passion. You don't even think that's possible. See, a lost person doesn't even think or 
that they can be recovered. I was watching a movie one time and a little girl had ran away from home and she was lost and she was confused and she wouldn't make a phone call. The lady was like, why don't you call your mother? And she was like, I don't want to call my mother. She didn't think she was recoverable. She didn't think she could be recoverable. So when you're lost, you don't think God is even looking for you. You don't think God has a, a place to restore you. A next thing is you're an alien, a stranger. You don't even feel like you believe belong to the kingdom. You don't feel like you belong to the kingdom. These are signs that you are spiritually dead. You don't feel any kingdom connection. You don't feel any purpose. You just feel a lot of heaviness and a lot of darkness. Ephesians 2.12 says that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, you're without God. And God is not going to bring you to a situation where you be without, you're without him. But being spiritually dead does have us in the places. The next part is you're a child of wrath, right? You're a child of wrath. Your flesh fulfilling, right? The desires of the flesh and the mind, the nature of wrath, right? Those are the things that you gravitate towards. Those are the things that you like. Those are the things that you are more conditioned to doing. Ephesians 2, 3 says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. If you're just logging on, we just talking about being spiritually dead. And then the last part is you're under the power of darkness. Colossians 1:13 says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed to us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Guess what? You've been delivered from these dark places. You don't even recognize that you've been delivered to those dark places and you keep returning to vomit or to dark places because they feel comfortable. They feel familiar and you don't understand that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. You don't understand that God sent you an audible, right? And so you're, you're, even if you're not dead, you might perhaps be unre, uh, you may perhaps be unregenerate. And what I mean by unregenerate is that you're not reforming or showing any repentance in a particular area. You're not reforming or showing and so you might not be spiritually dead to sin. You might not be all the way counted out. You might not be there, but you may be unregenerate. <laughs> you may have a particular area in your life in which you will not repent and you will not reform. And Jesus is saying to you, look, the whole point of this re re reconciliation, this whole point of dealing with your sins, the whole point of dealing with your trespasses. And when we start talking about trespasses, it means we've crossed the line and we're challenging God's boundaries, right? We crossed the line and we're, we're giving over to sin. We've missed the mark. We've missed God's standards, right? And so he's saying to us in this, and we're going to see more of this in just a second. When we go further in Ephesians two, he's saying to us, right? Before God, we were, we were rebellious and we were failures. We were rebellious and we were failures, but there's an audible here. And this is what I love, even though there may be some spaces in us. And I'm going to give you a little bit from Psalms 119. I'm not going to read all of it to you, but this Psalms is so powerful. But I do want to compel you to, to read this Psalms because I'm not going to leave you and say you spiritually dead. I'm going to give you an answer. And the answer is in the word. The answer is in the word. The answer is in the reconciliation and the confidence that the word brings us. Right. And so I was, 
brought to a particular scripture in Psalms 19. I did not know this was the verse and it just kept coming up with in my spirit as I was studying this. It says, deal with your servant according to your loving devotion and teach me your statues, right? Deal with, deal, deal with your servant according to your loving devotion and teach me your statues. And then God gave me another scripture in Hosea and he said, and in Hosea, he says, I've dealt with them in love, right? I've fed them. That is what, how God always tries to deal with us. He deals with us in love. It's the same thing that he compares us to do with others. So if we got somebody around us that's spiritually dying, we ain't supposed to preach them to death. We supposed to deal with them in love. And then if they make a decision to walk away, guess what? They get to leave and walk away. And when they make the decision to walk away, we get to love them, right? But and wait on their return, but we also get to let them go. So let me read a little Psalms 119 with you to you. And then I want you to take the rest of this because it's the longest book in the Bible, right? It was either read, read written, um, by Daniel or David. They're not sure, but it's the longest book in the Bible. So Psalms 119 says, how happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. You have commanded that your precepts be diligently kept. If only my ways are committed to keeping your statues, then I would not be ashamed when I think about all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statues. Never abandon me. How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statues with my lips. I proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statues. I will not forget your word. Deal generously with your servant, my God, so that I might live. Then I will keep your word. Open my eyes. This is why we repent. We, we pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 21 over our life. This is why we've been praying for the eyes of our understanding to be open and the hope to the, and enlightened to the hope and call of which he called us according to his riches and glory, right? This is why we've been praying for our hearts to not be hardened for God to give us a heart of flesh. Because if you open my eyes so that I may contemplate contemplate wondrous things from your instruction. And he goes to say, I'm a resident alien on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. And so read Psalms 119 because what he's saying or what we get from one, some, one, Psalms 119 is we understand God's righteousness. We understand his trustworthiness. We understand his faithfulness. We understand that he's unchangeable. We understand he's eternal. We understand he's light. We understand he's pure. But what we also find out here is the truth of everything we need is in the word of God. And the word of God is all sufficient and all sustaining. And it's the it's necessary if we're going to receive reconciliation and have breath blow back into us. And so the areas in your life that may be spiritually dead, guess what? You need more of the word of God to blow breath. That's how you're blowing. This is how you're becoming resuscitated. Every time you read your word, it's like, <sighs> 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 
and you're being revitalized and areas in you that were dead, especially if you were regenerate are coming to life. Now, if you've never accepted Christ as Lord and savior and you're completely given to sin and you're not regenerate, then you've got to confess your sins. You've got to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. You've got to ask the Holy spirit to come in. That's the first biggest breath. You got to have some chest compressions and multiple breaths, right? And then you're not, when you're regenerate, he's blowing breath back into your body. He's CPR. He's resuscitating you so that you can awaken alive. And every time you wait, read the word of God, guess what it does? It renews your spirit because we were born of spirit and your spirit begins to sign off and says, you know what? This is the truth that we're supposed to walk in. This is the truth that we're supposed to live in. This is the truth that we're supposed to believe in. Your spirit becomes to come alive. Why? Because the word of God is all sufficient. You don't need nothing else but the word, right? The law of the Lord is perfect. And that's what Psalms 19:79 says. The law of the Lord is perfect and it revives your soul. The statutes of the Lord are are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to your heart. They will give you joy to your heart, right? I'm not reading out of the NIV version. You will give joy to your heart. It will give you joy to your heart. So I want you to meditate that on that, that the word is the resuscitation. The word is going to bring you back to life. Even if you've been spiritually dead, the word and your prayers are going to bring those around you back to life. If you're, if you're spiritually dead, Hosea tells us, guess what? All you got to do is love on them. That's what Hosea says. Hosea says, if you'll spend time loving on them and their dead places, guess what's going to happen? It's Hosea 11 and four, right? If I drew, I'm going to draw them in with gentle cords, with bands of love. And I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and fed them. Every time I plant a seed of love, every time I plant a seed of love, it's going to res resurrect a harvest. So if you're connected to people, you have friends and family ones, and you know, they spiritually dead. The, the, the cure all is that you love them, that you love them, that you love them. And if they reject your love and they walk off and leave, let them go. That's love too. let them go and believe that that seed is planted and that the laborer will get in the field and their hearts will become tender to the things of God and they will walk in the will of God and they will walk in the joy of God. And if you will trust the word in that, it will, it will do something for you beyond anything you can ever imagine. Can I pray for you? Can we close this thing on out today? My God, what a powerful word. What a powerful, powerful word. So Lord God, I thank you for revealing to us any places that are dead in our life any places we reject you, any places where we blind, any places where we continuously return to sin or we return to darkness, Lord God, any places we have failed according to your word, we repent right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord God, we thank you for revelation knowledge in your word, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that we hunger and thirst for righteousnesses, which is in your word, that we begin to eat your word, gravitate to your word, delight, Lord God, in you so that you can give us the other desires. Clean us up, oh Lord. Clean us up and oh Lord, renewing us a steadfast spirit, creating us a clean heart. Let the Holy Spirit weave down deep inside of us, Lord God, so that we can walk in the fullness 
of who you called us to be. Lord God, we thank you, Father God, that even in the wake of tragedy, Lord God, that we see you in all things. We lift up the Bryant family, Lord God. We lift up our nation right now that's grieving. And we thank you, Father God, for the power of the Holy Spirit that works deep within. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Lord God, show us your glory. Let us be mindful of your glory. Let us be good stewards over our time today. Let us be awakened to the things of God. Let there be no dead or sleeping places in us. We thank you, Father God, for all you are and all you called us to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I love y'all. But more than anything, our Father above loves you so much. And he is so intentional with you. And he is saying to you this morning, I reconciled you so that I could fellowship with you. I reconciled you so that I could walk with you. I reconciled you so that you could fulfill my purpose on earth. I reconciled you so that you could be brought out of darkness into your marvelous light. I'm not interested in you staying in darkness. I promise I'm not. I'm not interested in you staying in darkness. I'm interested in you being whole spirit, soul, and body. And I'm trying to resuscitate you. But the way that you're going to get resuscitation is by eating this word because it's going to begin to transform you. And sometimes those transformations will happen overnight. And sometimes those transformations will happen slowly. But you got to keep eating the word. You got to keep walking in integrity and character. You got to know what the word says about integrity and character. And you got to become firm in the fact of how much God loves you, how much he will work things out. I thank you for the word today. I thank you on the word. I thank you for allowing me to be used as your servant. Thank you for allowing me to serve your people today, to honor you, Lord God, in a holy way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love y'all so much. If you want to stay connected to us, please go get subscribed to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. If you're catching the tail end of this, go back. God has something so special for you. He did not leave you alone or lonely or stuck in your sin, your sickness, or your mess. That is the lies that the enemy has told you. We have such a good loving father that has so much purpose for you that is ready for you to walk in your destiny. You just got to understand that we serve a good, good father and how much he loves you. So I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. I want you to bring somebody else in with you. I want to invite someone else. I want you to tell somebody, you know what? You need to be here. This devotional is changing our life. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let God experience, let, let people experience the love of God in you. Be the extension and hands of God on this earth. Why? Because it's kingdom, baby. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. Love y'all. Love, peace, and blessings. I love you too, Frida. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.